Hello and welcome to the Surplus Geek Podcast. I'm Jake and today I'm once again joined by Bailey. Hey, thanks for having me back on. Uh, of course. And today we will be talking about, I guess, eBay, but kind of just, it could be used generally for any real like bidding website, but we're going to use eBay as, as a specific and also because primarily I use eBay and I know, well, Bailey kind of does everything, but uh, we'll talk about some alternatives and some other things later, but. I'm basically a jack of all trades when it comes to uh, looking up stuff pretty much on different sites and he's apps. Also, he's also a master of getting stuff for good prices, too. This is true, actually. I can tell you all about it. Much better than me. So to start, why eBay? And is it still the king of bidding websites? Um, so for eBay, um, well, everyone pretty much, you say eBay, what do you think of? Like, you can just get everything off of eBay, like auctions and buy nows and stuff like that. So everyone should be familiarized with eBay itself. Yeah, if you're a collector, you should know eBay's ins and outs and how to use it and how to take advantage of everything that's on there. And I... Is eBay still king? I would say yes. I would say there's no one that's uh, that's taken over that role. I'd say that you can get better deals sometimes on other websites, and that's mostly because some people just don't know what they're selling. But for me, I like eBay for multitudes of reasons. I know sellers are starting not to starting to have issues with eBay's policy changes and stuff, but for me, I like the fact that you have buyer protection. Uh, it's integrated fairly well with PayPal, so you can use PayPal credit, pay paying for all those options. Um, it's just overall a good tool for collecting and really honestly like the best tool for starters. I think it's the greatest thing for starters. I agree. I mean, uh, if you're starting and you're trying to get, you know, don't go out on eBay and just start buying everything you see, but you can get some of this stuff. If you're specifically doing masks, for instance, you can get, you know, good prices on things. You just got to be very cautious and careful about what you buy. And that works into, Kind of the first major topic, which is you got to message sellers. Definitely. When it, what it really comes down to is, um, I guess, is patience, timing, and pretty much like when to buy and when not to buy, see if it's a good price or not. You can always look for like hours upon hours of different sites, even eBay itself. You might find something that's actually worth better or you just find something that's in better condition, but it's worth like 2 or $3 more. Like you got to look at the... Uh, Gotta look at stuff like that. And it's like, what suits you? Do you want a great condition, like, you know, mask? Or you want like a pouch? You want a canteen cover? Or do you want like a a really cheap something, but it's not the greatest condition? And so it all depends on what you search up and like what you're really looking for, pretty much. Um, Yeah. And if you're doing messaging too, don't, you can low ball a little bit. Definitely. Just don't go overboard with it because you want to keep it in a price range that is suitable for you. And fair. And fair for the uh, seller itself. Because if you try lowballing them, they're going to be like, I don't want to sell to this person. They can probably make it better. Even it's if they disrespectful. Don't, it pretty much, yeah. It's yeah. a slap to the face. I've had this issue with um, um, sellers themselves where I would actually offer a decent amount, in my opinion. And then they take um, it the wrong way. They would take it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I had a, I have a story about this. So back when a few months ago, I bought a steel sealed M40 Pro mask from a guy down in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a fun story. So um, uh, I get the package and it's a cardboard box, but the shipping label is on top of the label that says M40. Yeah, the date. size, the date, yeah. everything like that. And in the listing itself, if you look at the picture, 
um, it would have a specific component that was attached with the mask, and that wasn't included at all. So I messaged the seller. I'm like, hey, um, even though it's a decent price for what I paid for for the steel seal mask, but if I were to remove the uh, shipping label, I would potentially ruin the other label oh, for the for mask. Sure. And not only that, you kind of you know falsely listed or advertised the mask because it was supposed to have something else. And oh my god, he posted or he commented something really bad. I can't really yeah, say it, but yeah. he yeah, but he was not a happy camper. He though. was a jerk, let's just say. And I was like, I'm getting a refund from you. He goes, Go ahead, I don't care. <laughs> and sure enough, I did get a refund within two days. And this is why it's important to message sellers because if you see something and you like it and you want it and it's a good price, but you're not sure about something, just ask them questions. Definitely. I mean, if you need more photos, most sellers We'll send you more photos. I do it all the time. Bailey does it all the time. You know, if you want to come, like, if you know, you want to know a date on something, ask for a picture. They might be able to get a better picture or something if it's not clear in the photos they already posted. You know, and bear in mind that not everyone on eBay that's selling is going to be good at using computers or using cameras or using their phone. So that's something you're going to have to deal with. And that's okay. Um, You got to understand the range of abilities of people. Even most of the time, some of the sellers don't even know what they have. Yes. So it's either like they don't care for how much it sells for or they try to get to the, you know, the most maximum profit they can make. Like on eBay, there's sometimes a thing called a reserve not met. And it's basically when they want that amount, you know, they want that amount to be met from a buy or bid now process pretty much. Yeah. You can't, it won't sell unless it hits the reserve. Yes. And personally, I'm not a big fan of reserves. Um, I just, if you're going to, if you have a minimum amount and you're a seller, just put it at that amount. I agree. Just start the bid at that. Cause yeah, people are, honestly, people are more likely to buy it than they'll know where you stand and that out. And that's key. When you lowball, that's what you're doing. You're kind of doing it in reverse where you're like, again, you're being disrespectful and you know, and I'm not, what is considered a lowball, not considered a lowball. That's really up for interpretation. You're not, like it depends on the item, really. It depends on the seller. It depends on you. It depends on everything. So you might think you're not lowballing, and it might be lowballing. And then if they get uppity about it or they don't like it, just apologize. Be the better person. Be the bigger person, and just move on. Um, me personally, I've basically only had good experiences on eBay. I know you've had like, you just had one experience. You're talking. I know you've had a couple experiences. I've had a couple of bad experiences. But I've mostly mostly good experiences. Most sellers will tell me if they're delayed on on you know, and if you don't get something. You know, especially right now with COVID, definitely message them and be like, hey, I haven't received my item yet. They'll tell you like, oh, you know, especially if you're buying international. Um, when I got my M2000 uh, from Germany, it was super delayed. And I messaged the guy and he said, you know, hey, if you don't get it soon, I'll refund you. It obviously didn't. It's not going to make it. And luckily for both of us, it, it within a week, it was there. And, you know, we were both happy. And, you know, but the fact that he messaged back like almost immediately, um, that's great and that's that's what you're looking for um you know you you also want to build up a good reputation on ebay you don't want to be known as the guy that you know because some sellers do talk you know for sure some sellers talk there's a lot of big big military surplus sellers on ebay that have thousands of items listed and stuff they're basically you know they're probably a store front that also lists on ebay so you don't want to be that guy or girl no so i would say that that yeah, that's key to to that. And, you know, to sellers, uh, be understanding to people. 
when they when they do maybe lowball you, maybe they don't know you're lowballing. You know, try to just be respectful and turn. But I know I know it could be probably hassle because you're probably dealing with many list you know listings a day and stuff. I mean, Bailey, you sell a lot on eBay. Uh, now and then, usually. Yeah, you you got way more experience. I I don't sell really. I probably should, but um, yeah. And so you know, it I get it, but you know, I think at both sides, you know, it can be friendly to each other and stuff. Uh, definitely. Like for my good experiences, um, for instance, this is my story of how I obtained my uh my German uh, M17 leather shots mask, which is the uh, leather protection mask they would have been made and issued during the first world war for the germans and the uh central powers so uh i came from work and i was checking ebay and i saw this m7 m1917 is what it's actually called up on ebay and i think it was a an auction or an offer like make an offer and i made an offer of like 120 dollars. i wasn't expecting him to accept it or not and lo and behold, he did accept the offer, like, automatically. So I'm like, wow, okay, so I can't believe I got it that cheap. So I messaged, I messaged the seller automatically saying, like, wow, um, I wasn't expecting to get it that cheap. Like, that's amazing. But I think he took it the wrong way and says, oh, I wasn't expecting to get that much either. As a matter of fact, I'll just give you free shipping. I'll just take half off. How does that sound? I'm like, um, you're being too generous now. So, yeah, sure. Um, but it's just something like that. Like if you're just, I don't know. I thought, I know I was trying to be nice with the message, but I think he just took it the wrong way thinking like, oh, this kid's like, oh, I can get it probably cheaper. No, I wasn't trying to be like that. I was trying to be like, wow, this is amazing. Like I, I was surprised I didn't get us for like, you know, a 10th of a price than what they usually go for. Yeah. And I've had other experiences like me and Jacob here, um, during the summer we bought, me and him bought four still sealed masks from a different seller because the first seller was still selling for the still sealed mask and he was expecting like three hundred dollars in payment yeah, something like that. that yeah it was yeah. Like 350 so i found another seller out in ohio and uh i paid like half yeah it was like one 180 yeah. 180 exactly shipping, right yeah. yep yeah. including shipping and yeah. we we're like wow <laughs> This is wonderful. So ninety a piece for both of us, which is that's amazing. For it was actually forty five a piece, but it was oh, like ninety yeah. for both of us. Yeah, actually no, um, it was like it was actually thirty five a piece. Yeah, but factoring was, and shipping. Yeah, it was like it was like seventy for both of us, so seven hundred forty. Then it was like forty dollars shipping, so it was like one hundred eighty right there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, sometimes you might see something you really want, and it's a little overpriced. You don't have to jump on it right away. This gets into our next topic, when to buy, not to buy. And I would say this is crucial because I have made this make mistake many of times where I'm just buy, 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 buy. Yep. I see something pop up and I'm like, oh man, I might not be able to get this. Uh, I'll pay the price. And then a week later, pops up, even days later, another one will pop up. Yep. And you know, and, and the key to this too is if, if you see an item, uh, you should you should know your top price on it, what you're willing to pay. Because if there's someone else, and it could just take, it only takes two people to bid something up to crazy numbers, and you don't want to get stuck paying way more than you need to on an item because you just kept, you just it's like an addiction, it's like gambling. You just get, I got to bid up, got to bid up, got to bid, or you, you know, set it auto bid if you have to. And then if it gets, if it goes over that, you know, even if, what happens a lot, and this is the regret of eBay, is that you send an auto bid and someone outbids you by a buck, and you're like, oh, I could have won it if I just paid one more dollar. 
Except for you don't know what that guy's top or that person's top bid could have been like two hundred. Could have been two hundred, three hundred, five hundred more. Five hundred more, yeah. Yeah. So you never know because you you get stuck in a bidding war like that. Unless you have the cash, you know it's you don't want to get stuck in that, and you got to play it smart. So that that's when to buy, when not to buy is extremely important to avoiding that. And uh, like I said, I've made that mistake multiple times. Yep. Same here. So it's you just you have to. You got to be smart about it and stuff. And you got to understand that, like, unless it's something that you're buying that's just weird to the point where, like, it's a one-off or it's a handcrafted item or they just didn't make more than 10 and you already know nine of them are in the hands of collectors. Like, in that case, or you know the seller is a a big-time collector. Um, In that case, you might have to pay the price that's listed. It is what it is. Some things are just worth that much. But you have to make that determination without it being from pressure because you're like, oh no, I'm going to miss out on this, you know. Um, and again, it's it's crucial, like if you have a Holy Grail item, to have an idea idea of how much you want to spend on it um, before it comes up on eBay and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to drop five, <laughs> six, seven, eight hundred, you know, or thirteen hundred dollars yep. like someone did. Yep. So uh, yeah, you definitely got to have that mindset going into eBay or any, this applies, again, most of this applies to all the bidding websites. Just eBay is the primary one, that at least I use. And I use, you know, it's what I got the most experience with. So, from there, one of the things that you got to be careful with what to buy and what not to buy, and when to buy, is scams. This is a big topic of ours. So, basically, by scams, we mean... Um very fishy sellers or potential repros or fakes that are being sold. Yes. Uh, a good example would be the assault bag for the M5 or E6 uh, used during D-Day because it's got that D-Day attached to it. Everyone loves it. Yep. And there is a lot of repro bags on the market. They're pretty easy to spot, but sometimes they can be a little They're bit. sometimes really good and they're really hard to tell until you get your hands on and start like... Exactly. It depends on texture too. Like the looks can be deceiving pretty much until yeah. you've had it. It's like, book, like you know, you can't tell someone by open book or whatever it was, the expression goes. Yeah. Sorry. Can't, can't tell people yeah. Yeah, yeah. by its cover. You, gotta, you get what I mean. You got to get into the book and read it. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with that you specific... You can't judge a book by its cover is what I meant. There you go. You it's basically it. like surplus items. Like you can't determine like if it's actually fake or not until you have it in your hands. And that goes for wear and tear as well. Yes, this is true. Even getting just a little side spin off from scams and spotting fakes and stuff yep. is wear and tear. What looks perfectly good on camera might not be perfectly good in, in real life. What looks like there isn't a tear might actually be a tear. And this is also why going back to messaging sellers, it's important to ask for more photos. If you don't have a side shot, a back shot, you know, if, especially if it's a, if it's something that's rubber, leather, cloth, you know, if they're, if it's a piece, if, say it's a OG 107 uniform and they're only showing the front of it, ask for a back shot. Yeah, ask for like inside, make outside. Sure the, yeah, make sure the back's not completely shredded yeah. or like there's stains all the way up it and stuff. Yeah, unless you're okay with that, which I guess some people might be, but you know, that's something that you want to look for and be proactive about because you don't want to spend you know thirty dollars on something forty fifty hundred dollars on something get yep. it and then be like oh. it's not what you expected you know if you spend nothing on it big whoop but yeah. if you spend money on it you know it's you gotta determine that that's the big thing in collecting in general not just it's just how much you want to spend on something that's really up to you how much is your money how much you know if you're if you know that 
very self-determined. Um, cause what someone might spend 500 on, you might not even spend a hundred on, uh, and that happens a lot, you know? Oh, definitely. So I would say that, yeah, that's, that's crucial. Um, is, is wear and tears is huge. Make sure you know what you're buying. If you're okay with the wear and tear, that's fine. You know, but, you should talk about your Okinawa boots. The ones you bought like, a Oh, that's a video for the future. That's oh, a video. Yeah. Oh. That's going to be a, a little expose. Just a little heads up. There, there is a video coming once I get <laughs> my, uh, the gears turning about a pair of reproduction boots. They're not really reproductions. They're kind of just like knockoffs. Pretty much. And they're just really bad. And the listing is very, 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 very suspect, <laughs> very scammy. They don't even take a real photo of the boots that they're actually selling you. And they, uh, they used, uh, pictures of the real boot and um yeah it's not cool it's photoshop too the colors is oh yeah off. it's photoshop yeah. yeah they even photoshop off the markings and stuff I'll, i'm gonna do a whole video on it because i think it's it's something that you know um it's coming it's just the youtube's just being put on hold because of time but uh yeah that's that's a good topic i'm i'm, ex- I'm excited for the expose on that um, <laughs> um back to ebay actually but um when it comes to i guess like scams and stuff like that and um, I've had issues with this too, but with, not with me, but with other people as well that I've known, um, is actually the shipping price. Yes. The shipping price is actually a big issue for me because of, uh, be careful on shipping prices. This, yes. So, um, I know someone right now who actually bought a M1955 Marine flak jacket. Um, it was like a hundred dollar listing and I think he only paid like 10 20 bucks for shipping even though it's like like a what, 10 it's a vest yeah it's a 10 pound like yeah vest, vest filled with like plates and yeah. like everything like that and apparently when he got it there was no padding it was an oversized box the thing actually ripped inside really yeah wow i've never ever heard of that before my many things i've gotten shipped yeah but um that's a big issue too with shipping like if the shipping is a lot lower than what you expect for yeah, something d- that's a big size there's a reason why they have a saying if it's too good to be true yeah you, know, you gotta watch out for that stuff you always gotta watch out for it. oh the listing's only ten dollars but the shipping is ninety dollars yeah that's another big issue too like that's more very, of a scam yeah because sometimes um there are some listings where it'd be like I saw this a while back. It was actually a Vietnam era mask. That's actually called the XM28 E4 Grasshopper version. Um, I think there was someone selling them for like a few hundred, but the list, but the uh, shipping was like 200. Yeah. It was something ridiculous. And it was like, oh, this is for charity. I think that's pocket change for you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But I'm not shipping sure. should I, never be that much. No. Unless they're sending you 100 masks. Yeah. Yeah, if it was a hundred masks, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story, though. Make profit. Right to, there. to put it in perspective on shipping and why it shouldn't actually cost that much is I bought a hundred plus Russian child gas masks, the PDF uh, variant, PDFDs, and yes, I still have them, and yes, I eventually will get rid of them. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's just so much to inventory. I only paid like I think I paid fifty something dollars for this huge box, and the shipping was only like thirty dollars. Seriously? <laughs> yes. And the shit that they said that that was expensive for them for shipping. I remember getting the message saying, "Oh, sorry about That's... the shipping." And I don't know if shipping is it's just because this was like five years, six years ago. Maybe well, shipping is just that cheap back then. But was it that big box downstairs? Yes, that huge box. Yeah, that's not even worth thirty bucks. That's probably like a hundred dollars shipping. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not even. Yeah, where, where did it come from? 
Uh, I actually don't remember. Was it from the States or Russell? Oh, it was country? definitely from the States, yeah. There's no way. It was like 30 bucks. It was like 30, 30. I think I only paid like 80 something dollars total with tax. Jeez. Yep. That's wicked. That's dirt cheap. Yep. It happens. That's why I picked it up. I won the bid and I was like, oh, what am I going to do with all of these? I'll figure it out. But I'm going to have messages now saying, hey, can you get a... <laughs> They're not worth anything, people. Okay. Um, but yeah. Like 10 bucks and that's it. Not even. I, I uh, ten bucks. Yeah, maybe ten dollars if they have hoses and bags and stuff. But they, but don't. they don't. Yeah, there's only a few that have hoses. Moving on from my weird collection of stuff that just is collecting <laughs> dust. Um, but yeah, I would say shipping is. That's a really good point. Shipping is something that you really have to watch out for. Um, and that's again filters right back into messaging the seller. If you think a shipping price is just a wee bit too much, message them or too low, or too low. Yeah, good point. Message them and be like, hey. What's up with the shipping price? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. We'll fix it. We adjust- I've done I've done that multiple times and saved 10, 15 bucks here and there because it's just, it's the auto price that comes up sometimes. They yep. punch in a number, you punch in your, you know, your zip code, blah, 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 blah. Uh, obviously, with international shipping, uh, your, you know, mileage. It tends to get pricier. Yeah, your mileage may vary because, like, it's got to ship. It usually means it's going to literally ship. Put on a ship, sent across, unless you're shipping it. Or air. airplane, yeah. Yeah, but usually it's, you know, especially if it's coming from like China or something like that. Yeah, you're paying for it to get out of a Korea boat. as well. They yep. have wicked high like shipping prices as well. Exactly. So, and if it's what you're buying is worth it, go for it. If it's not, uh, you know, you just got to deal with it. Um, wait for someone to buy it and have it show up in the states. But uh, and obviously, that, this applies to people in the states. If you live in Europe, you know, it's probably reverse. Yeah, if you live in Europe, you have a hard time getting stuff out of the United States because of ITAR. But it is what it is. It works both ways ways around. Like. It's hard for us American collectors to actually get European stuff. Yeah. Such as your uh, your French experimental mask. That was hard to get, probably. Ooh, that was a fun that one was, to get. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's a cool mask. And like, you know, like, um, basically, German World War II stuff is what I kind of specialize in with the uh, the GM30s and whatnot. For me, they're way, for us, they're extremely pricey because yeah. they're a sought-after mask from World War II. And not only that, not many were brought back. They're either, like in relic condition um in private collector's hands in a museum or dug up in the attic somewhere yeah I was just so saying, they're really yeah. hard to get in the states especially estate if it's, let's just say um you're 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 in the netherlands or germany and it's like they grow on apple they grow on trees pretty much yeah like it's apple, so yeah. easy pretty much I know. to get them and it's a vice versa where for us you know in europe there's certain things that you just can't get your hands on no nope. you can get your hands on it's just the price is going to be up there. It's a process. And then really here it's of. like, again, growing on trees, you know, like yeah. like M17s, for instance, are like growing on trees. M9s, M17s. M40s, MCUs. Yep. Especially, especially MCUs and M40s because they're being surplused right now, yep. sort of. But yeah, no, it's... So yeah, based on where you live, you kind of make a determination on how these things work. Obviously, we're, we're talking from an American perspective, but we understand that some of y'all might be in Europe or other or other other places in the world so you, you know your shipping may vary obviously itar will prevent you from getting certain things usually more the newer stuff that's more fun um but eventually it will show up um someone will write it off in germany or something like that at a base and it, yeah so that's how a lot of this stuff gets out there weirdly enough yeah i don't understand the whole process either yeah it's weird it's paperwork paperwork getting messed up you know or stolen. 
That happens too. Yeah, stowing happens. A lot. Yeah, that actually happens a lot. But a lot of times it's like you get a you get a large helmet, but you really needed a medium, and then they give you a medium, and then they didn't have paperwork on the large. Yeah, and then they have no custody of that large helmet, and then that person sells it on eBay because no one's taking it. Yep. And usually, anyways, I'm not advocating for that, obviously, but. <laughs> That that's just how it happens. It happens, you know. Hopefully, that loophole does not get closed. Sorry if that happens. Um, I don't think I have the clout for that. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So that's usually how it would go for that. Um, so watch out for scams. You know, uh, fakes and repros is a little bit different from a scam, unless they're trying to pass it off as real, like we said with the the assault bag for the. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, sometimes it just the seller doesn't know. Seller selling something, um, and they just think it's real. You know, usually this would be clothing items, just like that. Uh, that wool, what that wool headgear that yeah. you got? That I, was actually completely. I knew, fake. I knew it was a repro. Looking at it though, because it didn't yeah. have the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you put it up against a real one, it doesn't even look close. No, but it was cheap. Bought it. Now you own it. Yep, and uh, it's just a fun little thing to have. But you know, there is a especially when you go back pre i would say korea you get into the world war ii and before era you're starting to get into a lot of repro uniforms web gear boots all of that stuff and once it gets dirty it can look real oh know? definitely especially you know the really good uh manufacturers of repro uniforms they basically do it exactly the same way a lot of the boots are made uh for repro especially in the united states for uh, like service type boots and stuff, they usually are made from the original company. So it's it's the exact same thing. Once you put on, uh, I can't think of the word for it right now, but dubbing on your boots, you know, the, the wax that you put on your boots. Oh, yeah. um, oh God, what's that? What's that word? I don't know. We're drawing a blank right now, are we? Well, anyways, <laughs> anyone out there knows, reenactors are like, ugh. Uh, These guys don't know what they're talking about. Because we didn't have to do it when I was in. We just got the boots, and they <laughs> just think, worked. I think it is like a dubbing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, you like dub your boots, and it makes them darker and stuff. Yeah, like darker the better, obviously. Plus, you got the Vescan, get, like the Vescan dressing and stuff yeah. like that. Specifically for chemical protection. But yep. um, yeah, we didn't have to do that when I was in. So that's. I mean, I was in... We, we didn't even have to shine our boots. So that was, you know... Even our dress shoes are... You just wipe them, and they're supposed to like auto-shine kind of. You know, they got that... Um, I can't think of the word for it either. But anyways, point being is just be on the lookout for fakes and repros and make sure you know what you're buying. Look for tags. Obviously, if you're buying something U.S. military, you're either looking for an M- uh, NSN or FSN. You're looking for like TSA, a... I think. Anyways, the point being is those are those those codes will tell you not only the date, but it also really legitimizes what you're buying. Um, it's good for knowing the date though. It says the date usually right in there. Yep. So it will say like DLA whatever 87 and that that's the date. Um, it's two date code and, um, that's, that's good to look out for. That's a, that's a good way to know if you're looking at a, a fake or a repro. If it's older than that era of codifying things, then you start having to get into FSNs, federal stock numbers, or even, you know, just. The World War One gear, it's usually going to be the company that made it, like Mills yep. out of Worcester, and it'll say like 1918. And that's like all you can go off of. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, just, like, it's very vague. Yeah, and just hope to get... And, and patents. If it's like M1910 gear and stuff, it's going to have the patents all on the buckles and stuff, but 
it doesn't, it's not, I don't know. I don't know if there's any uh, reproductions that do that. I would hope not. But you always have to run on that risk that someone's going to be doing, you know. Oh, definitely. So most re- uh, most reproduction companies are careful about that and they market it they market in a realistic way but with their own company and you know that like oh that's a modern reproduction it's just supposed to look like which is nice it's a nice little yeah i could be wrong about that and i will probably get hate mail but (laughs) (laughs) just speaking from the heart here so yeah that's really it for for spotting fakes and repros and and watching out for scams and, and and again this all boils down to research 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 and asking questions and asking questions don't be afraid and uh, and try to find people that you can trust in the community that you're collecting. This is huge, yes. And you know that won't snipe stuff from you. Yes. Because be aware, people will snipe stuff from you. Yep. Because what you might be your holy grail might be someone else's holy grail. And usually it is. So you got to find someone that you know is you can trust that isn't going to snipe stuff for you. Um, and you can ask them, like, oh, what do you think this is worth? What, what should I know about this? They might know something more. They might have just anything, really. They might have just that slight detail that, you know, you don't. And, uh, you know, it comes down to, like, even on um, Alice Gear, for instance, like, the difference in the color of the nylon. It changes yep. over time. The, the trim changes over time. I mean, uh, that's crucial to, you know, building out a kit and stuff. So you got to keep all that stuff in mind when you're on eBay, you know? And again, be careful about overpaying because stuff will come back up and you will be like, once in a while, your Holy Grail enters the market and it's like $500 starting bid and it sells for like $600 and you can't buy it because you realize you just can't spend that money right now. Sometimes you just got to like, know your limit and stuff like that and when to buy when not to buy pretty yeah, much pretty much you gotta be an adult even if you're not an adult you gotta be an adult unless you don't have a limit and you're rich then have at it and send me <laughs> some money while you're at it <laughs> i wouldn't mind some of that money either. Just, you know, yeah, exactly hook us up i got some stuff on my list i want to buy buy me a mutt all right <laughs> i really want a mutt um so yeah moving on from from that that's basically ebay in a nutshell i would say if you're a starter be careful, but use eBay wisely. If you're a parent whose kid enjoys this type of stuff, just keep an eye on your kid, and you know you can trust eBay uh, for the most part. I I come from, I'm I'm a little older than Bailey. I come from the era of like you couldn't trust eBay. It didn't have buyer protection yet. It was kind of like you get maybe what you get, or it might just be a picture or something. Like I mean that could still happen, but it's <laughs> it's not supposed to. I mean back in the day eBay was kind of sketch. And I'm not talking down to eBay. It's not their fault. It's just the way that the world. And because uh, personally, I've always liked eBay. But um, yeah, I it's it's funny. eBay is a completely legitimate and great source of surplus. And, if, and, and the thing is, we'll get to it in a second here, but you don't have to buy everything online. No. I mean, we're kind of limited where we are for Army-Navy stores. Um, there's only a few and they're kind of sort of good sort of not depends. every now and then they have good stuff but for yeah. the most part it's like a hit or miss like you know uh but if you're some of the i know some some states have some really good uh like uh what is it omaha army navy yeah that's a good one I feel, wait, wait, yeah that's in nebraska right omaha nebraska yeah okay i'm just making sure omaha steaks come on <laughs> i don't know what am i um there's a there's a good one in uh, nebraska 
um, Texas. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. There's a lot in California. Yeah. I think there's a good one in Connecticut. Not Mystic. Um, no, that one's not that good. Sorry, Mystic. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, Mystic. Sorry. I've been to your store two times already. But there's another one. I think just, there's another just one. Just lower your prices just a little bit. <laughs> I, I know it's tough with COVID, but you got to help us out here. Come on. Um, I think there's another one in Connecticut that's actually good. Um, this is a bunch everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It's just, you got to know when to find them too. Got to be hilarious if, if the Mystic ones. No, it doesn't, I feel so bad. It doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't have to be a military it. surplus store. It, it could be an antique store. Oh, man. yeah. That's a good and point. And they just have like a helmet for like 20 bucks. Like, for example, that's where I got my two um, M1 oh, helmets. Yeah. I just went to an antique store and the guy was selling two M1 helmets and they had a sale and bought both of them for $60. Like, that's a no-brainer right there. Yeah, definitely go to... Uh, Especially local antique stores. Yeah, local. Family-owned yeah. are the best sometimes. Flea markets, definitely. antique stores... Yard sales, yard, yard sales. Sale. Oh, yeah, yard sales. Look online for estate finds. Um, you know, if there's going to be a state nearby, and you know, like, maybe you know that that person was a World War II vet. Craigslist, too. Craigslist yeah, can... Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And that gets into outside eBay, Craigslist. Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace is one of the best. Yep. You can get some pretty good deals. People are usually pretty willing to negotiate and stuff. And again, all the same rules apply. And the best thing about Facebook Marketplace is it's usually local, and you can buy stuff outside local and the people will ship it but because not people offering like uh shipping now yep also you can just search up different cities and towns and just look up a specific item that you're looking for and just go off from there pretty much yeah and you'll find it usually and uh yeah if you can obviously with covid so complicates things a little bit in terms of seeing the sellers and stuff but as long as you're following your local guidelines and uh, i'm not going to advocate against that you can Go and see the item and handle it in person. And that's huge. Uh, buying, if you can buy anything, especially big ticket items, uh, in person, it's a lot better than buying eBay. Now, if you're like me and you're a little antisocial and a bit of an introvert, you like buying an eBay because you can just buy it and then, you know. Have it shipped to your house within days. Exactly. And I don't have to talk to anyone. And uh, But if you don't mind talking and conversing with human beings, you could just go see it. And then you get to handle it. You get to see it in wear and tear. And then all those questions are answered for you in person in your face yeah which is huge uh it's way less difficult to get screwed so yeah yeah that made sense right it does yeah okay plus like when you meet the person like when you meet that person you kind of develop a bond in a way yeah you can feel them out yeah yeah you can just you know talk to them and be like oh and they'd be like oh yeah my you know, my great grandfather had this when he was in service. So it's like it's good to know that it's going to good hands and someone that actually knows something about this instead That's of you true. know and stuff like that. Especially on uh eBay or Facebook Marketplace, I actually bought something, had a ship to my house, and it was a very it's a very rare piece that I have in my collection. It's a uh interwar mark one diaphragm mask. Oh yes. Yeah, I had that shipped. And I actually still talked to that person today because she'd be like, Hey, How's it going? Hope you're doing well. I actually found this in my area. I was wondering if you'd be interested. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, how's it going? You're like, I'm not really interested, but thank you, though. And they'll keep asking me questions, how I'm doing, like, how's the collection? I'm like, oh, it's going great. I got this recently. I'm doing this now. I'm taking a break. Or Yeah, and you know, if, you're, like that. if you're honest with them, too, and, and you tell them how much this stuff is worth and stuff, and they're making money, when they come across something that, again, is a holy grail for you, they'll contact you and be like hey i found this and they won't they will give it to you for a good price because you've been helping them out you, you yep. know i'm not advocating for a little scratch their back you scratch 
yours type thing, but that's pretty much what it is, and it's fine as long as it's over the table. And, you know, um, that's crucial. It's crucial, and, and it feeds into another side gig, I guess, of getting things, joining collector groups. That's big, actually. You know, there's there's a ton of them out there, but, you know, it doesn't have to be collector groups, just like-minded fellows. You can, tr- you know, because you can buy stuff off each other and you can, and then now you're dealing with another seller and, and you guys will obviously be able to negotiate a lot better. To have your own collecting syndicate pretty much is the way I say it. Yeah. And, you know, and once you get into those groups, um, like, you know, the gas mass Reddit, for instance, you know, you can deal with them. There's people sell and buy from each other all the time. And with PayPal, it's safe. Yep. Cause you just do PayPal. You pay that a little extra for the buyer protection basically. And you're good to go. You don't, you know, and yes, please pay for the buyer protection. Don't make the buyer do it or the seller do it. It's <laughs> now, unless you know the person that well enough, then you can do, go ahead and do the friends of family. Yes, but if you don't know the person, then you're better off just yeah, being just, safe than sorry. Yeah, just do. Yeah, just in case. It, it's it's safer for both of you. Something happens in transit. Something happens. And, they're both you know, protected. You know, if you're shipping outside, either the states or wherever country you live, you know, if it happens to you know not make it through customs, get snagged at customs, yep. you know something weird happens. It's better to have that buyer protection for both sides, um, just in case. It's just insurance on your on your item, basically. Um, but yeah, that's another way to expand your collection, and uh, that's you know that's a good way to get the more rare items. Um, you know, so definitely you have to look into that. If you if you can't find an eBay. You, you you start off with eBay and then you start to branch off. I'm just, I'd say start off with eBay and then start to branch out. Cause obviously if you're not comfortable meeting people in person, don't do Facebook marketplace unless they're chipping it. Um, eBay, you know, you can just slowly, and you can also do pickup in eBay. If something comes up local yeah. in eBay, you don't have to pay the shipping. Just say, Hey, can I do a local pickup? Go pick it up. If you're comfortable with it. Yeah. If you're comfortable with it. And that way you can save. And, and honestly shipping is, is where you gotta be careful. Yeah. Shipping will eat your ability to spend on other things. You know, if you buy a couple items, the ship the shipping will cost up to an item eventually. Shipping and tax, the and sales tax, yeah. tax or the state tax is one of the two. Yeah, but exactly. That, that hurts you a little bit more. Yeah, if you have a limited budget, you got to keep that in mind and stuff. And uh, we'll we'll probably maybe eventually talk about budgeting and stuff and how to, but that's a little more complicated. Um, oh yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know, and in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get smart with that, but you know, so uh, eBay though, yeah, that that's what you need. I would say that that goes over the basics for eBay. Um, for the most part, I don't know. Is there anything else to add to that? eBay is king. I would say eBay is still king. <laughs> so I would say my answer, my question is answered. Took a while, but we got there. <laughs> exactly, we did. So the one thing else we, we missed, and we almost forgot this, and we're kind of adding this in here, is search terms. Yes. Um, you can find a lot of good stuff with either very vague or very specific search terms. Or or legitimately spelling things incorrectly. <laughs> That's actually a good reason. Um, like, no no lie, sometimes people just mis- <laughs> they just spell stuff in, in, incorrect, and they put it up there. Like Toscological? Yeah, it's a weird word. It's a very weird word, but... I can get it wrong sometimes. And yeah, and then you type it in wrong, and you get something. That you really want. Yep. Like um, like a pair of boots. For instance here, yeah, that's what happened Boot with uh, me and Jake here. I actually was on eBay one day looking up, I think just literally 
um, rubber protective something like boots or gloves or whatever rubber protective agents or I think something like that something yep. vague and I found these early contract rare um, TAP boots that he really wanted and he just bought them instantly yep so that actually helped him out a lot yeah those are those yeah you they're already posted on Instagram and go check them out yep they're pretty awesome they're boot covers and uh, again one day you will see me in full toxicological agents protective gear eventually as a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, search terms. The importance of search terms is don't always just look up exactly what you want. Sometimes just look up gas mask, look up mask, military, like just throw keywords oh, yeah. in there because some people will just put military mask. They won't even put the gas mask in there. Or a chemical respirator, something, something yeah. respirator, something like Sometimes that. Sometimes respirator, yeah. Especially if it's like European, they say military mask, yeah. whatever. Exactly, and you, you know, even just looking up like military surplus and just scrolling, you're gonna scroll for a while. But oh, like, definitely. So yeah. find that one thing you really want. The other key to search items is the category bar. Yep. Make sure you look in the right category bar. If you're looking for for things, make sure it's in collectibles or if it's specifically a clothing item, sometimes you want to do both collectibles or clothing. They're separate. Or do all categories now and then. Yeah, do all categories. I usually do all categories for like big ticket items that are broad and the terms are going to usually be pretty specific. Yeah. Um, and if the more you narrow that down, you'll get rid of some of the weird things like if uh, what's a good example of that? Like GP5 kits. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, it, it usually if you narrow down the collection tab on categories you can usually get rid of all the weird buy it now ten dollar gp5 kits that come up that you just don't care about or the uh the gas mask like print on t-shirts or whatever yes. they're like 20 bucks and you see like 20 listings in a row yeah there's all like, basically i don't want to see same. this it takes up like half a page now and then yeah and it gets in your way of your ability to filter and you'll miss something because of that because you'll just be like oh it's all t-shirts i'm gonna keep scrolling then you see like that one holy grail like right there in the middle then you just keep scrolling it's like oh wait hold on yeah exactly <laughs> I see that so search searching is uh I don't know how we figured out this, but I would say searching is one of the most important things for eBay is just knowing how to search. And obviously this is a podcast, so I can't show you guys. Maybe I'll do a video on it eventually, but you know, I'm not gonna say everything, but this is just too much to cover. But yeah, searching isn't key. You you, you gotta you gotta broad you gotta really mess around. Like you said, keywords is key. Just, you know, throw whatever you can. Do weird combinations. Do it back not backwards spelling, but like backwards and wording. So masks, gas sometimes. Field mask, whatever. Protective mask, yeah. And if you're going for something that's older, you're going to have to look up weird words and stuff to, you know, uh, like, you just, and you're going to have to probably cycle through a lot of different things because, you know, just what things mean and stuff change over time. Uh, But I would say that's probably something definitely keep out, uh, keep a lookout for. Um, there's not much more to add to that though, because honestly, it's just search terms. Pretty much, it's like like I said earlier with that Vietnam kid. Um, he searched. I think someone tipped him off, and it's just on offer up. It wasn't even just a flak jacket listed on the search term. It was literally listed as old body armor. And so I had to look up. It wasn't a flak jacket. It wasn't you know Vietnam flak jacket. It just said old body armor. And I looked it up. And I found it. Because I did Vietnam flak jacket, Marine flak jacket, whatever. Yeah. And that's what popped up. Old body armor. Yeah, it's, some, it's something like that. It's just like, it boggles my mind. Something so vague and simple like that just gets like unnoticed. Yeah, because you don't just don't, because when you're typing into a search bar, it's looking for keywords. If you don't hit any of those keywords, you're not going to find it. Yep. Especially if there's not a tagging system or anything built into the system where you're like, 
it's also taking consideration of this description. I'm not actually sure how eBay works versus OfferUp versus all these other ones, but that's also key to just searching through. And obviously with COVID kind of messed a lot of this up because they started to, a lot of these search websites, a lot of these bidding sites started to limit buying masks. And, it, and unfortunately it was not to do anything with respirators yeah, or APRs really. Uh, it was really to do with with like N95s and N100s and stuff like that. But that ended up messing with the search terms and the search results and stuff. Yes. They actually had to ban um, some search terms on Facebook. Yes. Like if you're looking up, let's just say gas mask or whatever, military mask, it'd be banned. And I'd be coming up with like cloth mask, whatever for like COVID. Yep. This is back in like in March or April where I had a tough time. When it first happened. I actually yeah. had, I actually found terms that actually bypassed that system. Some people were doing the same thing and I found some stuff during that time. But it was just so the market was so dry at that time. It's, I think eBay did that as well. Yeah, eBay had. They a short did that, and they had a um, backlash, and they yeah. renewed it after like a few days or something like that. Yeah, they reversed the decision, yep. and it went back to normal. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think that basically covers eBay in a nutshell. Um, we're just shy of an hour, so I think that's good enough for eBay. And, I think so. Uh, yeah, there's so much to talk about about just eBay itself, but. There's so much we can only talk about. It's just, there's a lot to cover. Maybe future episode. We can do yeah. a deeper dive and stuff. Or if people have questions and they ask and I can filter it in there somehow. But for now, I think that does a good enough job at covering eBay and other websites of the type. And we will move on from there and we will close out. So thanks for coming back on, Bailey. Thanks again, by the way. Yep. It's not like you've moved at all in the last five hours, but okay. And with that, I will sign off. So uh, that's it. Have a good day.